right there where you're at. Come on, if you have the Holy Ghost, would you speak in tongues with a boldness? Come on, if you got the Holy Ghost, would you speak in other tongues right there where you're at? If you ain't got the Holy Ghost, God will fill you with the Holy Ghost right there where you're at. Come on, somebody. Lift up your hands and speak in tongues with everything you got. Come on, somebody. Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. Let go. Let go. Let go. Come on. Come on. Come on. The anointing is in the house. Hallelujah. Come on. Somebody got a breakthrough. Somebody got a breakthrough. Come on. Everybody united together. Speaking in tongues in one body. Hallelujah. Shakamala samalatala Come on, somebody. Somebody got a breakthrough in the house. Hallelujah. How many feel the presence of the Lord in the house? God bless you. Amen. We want to thank the Lord for allowing us to be here. You may be seated if you can. How many feel the presence of the Lord? Amen. The Lord is here to change you, give you direction, take away the confusion, the sadness, the depression, the fear, the anxiety. God's here to help you to straighten out your life. Can you say amen, church? Amen. Praise the Lord. God is so good. Amen. We want to thank everybody that gave. We went to Bishop Mendoza's and uh, we gave him that offering and I thank you all. Amen. God bless you. He prayed for the church for us to go ahead and prosper. The Lord to give us a special anointing. Amen. To continue to keep moving forward for God's honor and glory. God bless you. Amen. Bishop Mendoza is so uh, a man of God. Lived for the Lord all his life. He's retired now. And he's writing books, and I thank the Lord for men of God like that have dedicated their lives to the Lord, amen, and gave their whole complete life to Jesus, amen. It's so awesome, amen. I thank the Lord for the example, amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you, amen. I thank the Lord that all of you have come. It is a privilege to be in the house of the Lord. Can you say amen, church? Amen. Would you stand right now with me? Would you stand? Amen. Go and greet somebody and welcome them to the house of the Lord. Amen. Just don't stay stuck in your pew. Go ahead and greet somebody and welcome them. Thank you, brother. God bless you. Amen. Welcome them. Go ahead. Tell them how good they look. Amen. They look, they look nice. They look beautiful. They look handsome. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. 
God bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Amen. Come on, let's give God a round of applause. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Amen. You get to know who you're worshiping alongside. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Amen. Uh, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Mark chapter 11, verse 12 through 14. And we'll also do Mark chapter 11, 19 through 22. Amen. Mark chapter 11, verse 12 through 14 says, And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. Everybody say he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came, if happily he might find anything thereon. And when he had came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For the time of the figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. Amen. Verse 19. And when evening was come, he went out of the city. And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter calling to remembrance said unto him, Master, behold the fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Have faith in God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in a word of prayer and ask him to bless this preaching here today. Amen. Let's pray. Jesus, Lord, we give you the honor, the glory, prepare our hearts, our minds, that your name may be uplifted, God, that you may be praised. We give you all the honor and all the glory and all the praise. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody say in Jesus' name. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. The title of this preaching today is Using Your Prophetic Word. Using the prophetic word. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, you got to use a prophetic word. It's been, uh, it's been about two years now. Amen. Going on, I guess, three. But uh, we heard uh, Brother Starks tell us over there in uh, Landmark how uh, COVID has been very... Um, taking over. It's been very difficult for some people. It's been a few years now that um, COVID has been around, and in some cases we see how it's infiltrated into the church and uh, how it has affected the church, um, but yet we need to understand that uh, COVID is not God. Amen. And uh, we need to understand that, yes, there, though there are sicknesses and there are things, there's a lot of influence that's going around. Uh, a leader has a lot of influence in the leadership of the, the country. Amen. Have a lot of influence on people. And it becomes very difficult because now we have went through changes. The church went through changes. Amen. One person getting sick and then the other one getting sick and so on. And uh, the programs, uh, one person getting sick, the whole program got sick. 
And it just continues on that way, and yet they kind of expand on those things to say you cannot do this and you cannot do that. And uh, I want you to understand that we should have known in the beginning that it was uh, demonically uh, influenced when it started going against the principles of the Word of God. So we should have known it right from the beginning because COVID says you cannot gather, but the Bible says forsake not the assemblies unto yourself. COVID says uh, you can't touch a person, but the Bible says they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Can you say amen, church? They said you can't sing in the house of the Lord, but the Bible says God dwells in the midst of the praises of his people. We should have known it was demonically um, influenced when uh, it had went against the principles of the oracles of God. So here we went through things. We went through changes. We had a, a COVID committee. We had all kinds of things, uh, though it didn't really work out too well on the COVID committee. And then we kept bypassing all the things that were saying. And it was very difficult because we had to understand that COVID did some changes in our church. Uh, but yet I believe that the Lord was using also all this in order for us to understand that we couldn't stay just in these four walls. We got to take the gospel out to people in the world. Amen. We got to tell them about Jesus Christ. And you got to start believing. You know, now it was more of believing what God was saying instead of just hearing. We had to pray on your own. You had to fast on your own. You had to start getting the word and start reading the word. And, and you have to understand that God was trying to take you to the next level of your life. And thank God that some of you took heed to it and said, you know what, we're going to take it to where God wants to take it. And I'm going to serve the Lord even more and give God praise and worship. Thank you for the faithful ones that serve God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul. Faith, faith is so powerful. Amen. So I want you to understand that here when the Bible tells us that uh, Jesus comes to the fig tree He's expecting something. Turn to your neighbor and tell him he's expecting something. Anytime that you come into the presence of the Lord, the Bible says, let everything that have breath praise ye the Lord. The Bible says, I will bless the Lord, all my soul and all that is within me. You're never supposed to come empty handed. Turn to your neighbor and tell him you're never supposed to come empty handed. You're supposed to come with a praise to give God all the honor and all the glory in the house of the Lord. You ain't supposed to just sit there and just be like a bump on the log. You're supposed to give God everything that rightfully belongs to the Lord. Praise him and go against your feelings, go against your emotions, and give God everything that rightfully belongs to God. The anointing is in the house. Can you say amen, church? So I want you to understand that when God, when uh, the Lord Jesus came and he went up to the fig tree, we have a story here of showing what uh, nature itself, uh, it has its seasons and it has its uh, seasons of fruit and it has its seasons. But when the Lord walks up, it doesn't matter what season you're in, you're supposed to give him fruit anyhow. 
Can you say amen, church? It doesn't matter what it is because we have Elohim. We have God Almighty robed in the flesh coming here. He's walking to the fig tree. The fig tree needed to understand that that was his master. It was the creator. That was the Elohim, the God of glory, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. It was everything wrapped up in one. And here the tree needed to understand this, that it was God Almighty. And when God starts to go ahead and request something from you, it doesn't matter what season it is in your life, whether you're ready or you're not ready, God just wants something from you, and he wants you to go ahead and give him everything that belongs to him. Whether you are ready or you're not ready, God still wants you to give him praise, give him worship, serve him with all your heart, your mind, your soul. Give him everything that rightfully belongs to him. This is why the commandment that Jesus gave was so powerful. Uh, he gave a word and it became a prophetic word of the tree. The tree now, when he said, uh, from this day forward, you are not going to give any fruit. Amen. He started, the disciples heard it, but didn't really uh, register in their heart and their mind. They thought it was just something he was speaking and saying. But when it came to pass and they came across and they started doing their regular business and the business of what they were doing is healing and helping people. When they came across the tree, it's like, wait a minute, this is a different level. It's nature itself that, wait a minute, God even has control of the tree where he can say it and even the tree will wither away just by his words alone. So I want you to understand that sometimes God needs you to speak to the elements that are in the air than even to tell you that even in your home where there's some spirits that are there, some lying and cheating, conniving, you got to start speaking into your home and start saying, devil, you're a liar. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Amen. The God of glory that dwells here, there is not this spirit can't be in this house. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Amen. The Bible tells us that you have to start speaking it unto the Lord. You got to speak. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, you got to speak. One of the number one weapons that the enemy has is keep your mouth shut. When you know that God has power when you speak. Matter of fact, he told Peter, Peter, uh, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. He said, you command it and it'll come to pass. You got to learn to command some stuff because he, Jesus, when he was walking, the disciples were just looking at his, his example to see what he would do and how he would do it. So then the Bible tells us that Jesus gets to a point in his life where he says, greater works shall you do than these, than what I'm doing. So what I do, I need you to do. The influence that I have in your life, I want you to have influence on somebody else's life. I want you to go ahead, the leader that I am, I want you to lead somebody else and start doing things that I did. And I want you to start moving forward in the things of what I called you for. In the kingdom of God. See, when a person gets baptized and gets filled with the Holy Ghost, they're walking into the door. Turn to your neighbor and tell them the door. 
Jesus said, I am the door. I am the way. I am the way and the life. Amen. No man can come to me, but to the Father, but through me. So you have to understand he is the door. If you have a door, that means that there's a door into something else. That means that you have the kingdom of God. Jesus never preached on himself, but he preached on the kingdom of God. He preached on the kingdom of God is here and it's through power and anointing. And this is why he said, what you, what I do, you're going to do even greater and you're going to speak the things that come to existence and you're going to say the stuff that's going to come to existence because you got power, you got the Holy Ghost and you got the anointing. Somebody got to start speaking life into your husband. Somebody got to start speaking life into your wife, into your children. Somebody got to start speaking life into the situation that's around you because God is about to change it because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The Bible tells us that here Peter confirms it and he tells Jesus, Jesus, I don't understand even the elements, even this tree, the elements are here and they listen to you and they, and they listen to the things that are happening. I'm here to tell you that even God is so powerful. I've seen miracle after miracle in my life. I've seen the blind open their eyes. I've seen the ear un be unblocked. Uh, I, the person can hear. I've seen, uh, I've seen miracles, cancer leave. I've seen things that people have never seen before. And I've seen it with my eyes. I prayed for people. Amen. I remember this blind lady that was there in service. And as I was preaching, uh, after the preaching, she came up and she said, I can't I can't see I'm blind and I I looked at the pastor I said okay uh, uh, can I pray for her she said yeah so I started praying for her and I said can you see behind me and she said I don't can't see anything there was a big white dove there covered with blue and then she I told her I'm going to pray for you and God's going to do a miracle and you're going to start seeing and I started to pray for her and all of a sudden she said I can see blue behind you I can see a bunch of blue but I can't really see what's in the center. I said, I'm going to pray for you again so that God can go ahead and reveal to you what's in the center. All of a sudden, I prayed for her and she said, I see the white dove. It's right in the center. I can see it. I'm trying to tell somebody that God has the power and the anointing to change the situation completely around. The devil is a liar and greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Turn to your neighbor and tell him you got it all. See, you got to understand that the influence of the world was trying to creep into to the church to try to tell us who, where we can sit and where we cannot sit and who we can be with and who we cannot be with and what you cannot do and who you cannot touch. As a matter of fact, you would go to the store and you would stay six feet away from the person so that that way they don't touch you, you don't touch them. But don't you know that when you come to the house of the Lord, the Holy Ghost is contagious? Oh, I wish I had somebody... Ah, you, you got to understand the Holy Ghost is contagious. When somebody starts speaking in other tongues, the other one starts speaking in other tongues, and the other one starts giving God the honor and the glory. I'm telling you, the praise is contagious, brother and sister. When God is in the midst, God starts doing something great. Can you say amen? 
So you need to understand that we gotta look and see of who we have, who has influence over us, who has the influence. I remember sitting in a meeting with uh, pastors and bishops, and and I remember them telling us, "Look, you gotta you gotta stop certain things, and you gotta do this, and you gotta do that." And I said, "You know what? With all due respect, I I just can't do that. I gotta serve the Lord and put God first. And I got to let God be God and let the Lord just do what he has to do. And I'm sorry, but I got to have the influence of the Holy Ghost to speak to us, tell us what we need to do and what God is going to guide us through. And looking at hindsight, looking back at hindsight where we can see all the things that happened, we had to look and see that it was demonically, it uh, had some influence behind it. And because of all the leadership that was going on, but now we can see it and say, devil, you had me then, but now I got, I'm going to give God everything that rightfully, I refuse refuse to bow down to what's going on around us even though the world is doing this and the world's doing that it shouldn't affect the church one bit as a matter of fact the church should enhance and be higher and greater than the things that are happening in this world we got to start stepping out and say I can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover God will do something great in your life when you start stepping out by faith Can you say amen, church? Sometimes it is difficult because you go against society. You go against what people say. I don't know about you, but I had some, just maybe one or two people, maybe one person told me, they didn't tell me anything, just kind of sighed a lot loud when I didn't have a mask on. It's very difficult for somebody to tell me something. I mean, I just would have looked at them and just stared at them. <laughs> I think that alone, would, they probably would have left. Anyway, but my point being is this. You had people speak and tell you what you should and should not be doing. And you had people policing the area. Anybody know what I'm talking about in the house? You had you policing the area, what you should and should not be doing. You cannot come in. Be careful. Because the enemy is already trying to come into the churches and come into society, flexing their muscles of the Antichrist and trying to do what he's trying to do. And here, I want you to understand that we're going to come to a place in our lives where we're going to have to learn how to stand against the wiles of the enemy. And sometimes you're going to have to learn how to stand against the things of society and what they're saying and what your boss is saying and what your, the governor is saying and what everybody else is saying. And you're going to have to have more influence on the word of God than on the, what the governor says. Oh, I wish I had somebody that understood what I'm talking about. When you know that you got God on your side, the influence is the power of the Holy Ghost that's going to guide you and direct you. It's not somebody else. It's God's mercy, God's grace, God's love, God's power, God's anointing. I'm here to tell you that God can deliver. He's delivered before and he'll deliver you again. God will do something great in your life. Now, we're not minimizing the sickness has taken 
people and has done this and that and done sickness and people have died and everything else. We're not minimizing that. We don't, we don't want to minimize the power of God in the process either. Because the Bible says, follow peace with all men and holiness. Without no man shall see the Lord. I don't mind following peace with everyone. But I, I also have to draw the line to say I need to follow holiness. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I got to follow the Lord more than I got to do that because God is going to do something great in our lives. He's the everlasting father, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the prince of peace. I'm trying to tell somebody that God has a government that's so powerful that we need to tap into the government of the kingdom of God and start walking in the newness of God and in the power of almighty God. Can you say amen, church? I believe in the power of God. I believe that you just can't come to church to have church. Turn to your neighbor and tell them church ain't good enough. You can't just come to church just to come to church. Church ain't good enough. You need to have a relationship with God. You need to have the depths of knowing who Jesus is to see the power of God move in your life. And let God change your family. And let God do something great in your family. Because you can't do it by yourself. You'll kill your crazy self. You need God to take you to the next level. And then you need to understand that it was only God. And it couldn't be you. But it's only the miracle of almighty God that can take you to the next level of your life. You need to recognize that it is Jesus that's going to take you to the next level. Sometimes, you know, I can imagine the disciples walking with Jesus, and he says stuff, and they just look at him and kind of say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> talking to the tree. It's crazy. <laughs> I was going to buy, I don't even bring that up, Jesus. I'm not even going to talk to you about that right now. I'm not even there right now. So then they go to the next town. The next town over, they come back. And then he comes and he says, the tree's dried up. Oh, my gosh. Jesus, check this out. Everybody know what I'm talking about? Check this out. Oh, my God, what you said really came to pass. One of the number one things the devil wants to do is take away your faith. That God can heal you and deliver you and set you free. One of the things is try to control the situation. You can't control the Holy Ghost. You got to let go and let God do what he has to do in your life. You can't control what God is going to do. You got to just let go and say, God, handle what you're going to handle. Do what you're going to do. Because no man, no woman can try to control what God is doing in your life. All of a sudden, Peter is surprised because... To, to, when he comes down to it, do, yeah, he did actually believe that Jesus could do that. You got to understand one of the things that the enemy comes in to try to take the faith of people 
try to take the faith of people of how traditions and how we've been coming to church and you sit there and you hear the word and you know when the preaching's coming, you know when the altar call's coming, you know when the offering's coming, you know where everything is coming, but we got to get out of the comfort, we got to get out of the comfortability and say, I got to get comfortable on the move of God and the miracles and the power of God of what God is doing. I got to get out of that comfortability that I'm just coming to church. I'm just dressing up and coming to church, but I want to see God move. I want to see God the anointing of the power of God move in the house of the Lord like never before. The devil is a liar. I want God to heal and deliver and set free. If God is not in it, then we don't want to be in it. Can you say amen, church? We're wasting our time. Can you say amen, church? Turn to your neighbor and tell them, don't waste your time. The Bible tells us in Ezekiel, he says, in chapter 36, verse 1, he says, Also, thou son of man, prophesy unto the mountains, the mountains of Israel, and say, Ye mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God, because the enemy has said against you, Ha! Even the ancient high places are ours in possession. Therefore prophesy and say, thus saith the Lord, because you have made you desolate and swallowed you up on every side, that you might be a possession unto the residue of the heathen. He said, and you are taken up in the lips of the talkers and are in family of the people. He says, listen, I want you to understand that you're going to have to go ahead and change your position, Ezekiel, because sometimes you're going to have to turn to what is telling you what you cannot do and start facing your giant and facing your mountain. And I need you to look at what it's what's happening, and I need you to start looking. I know it's bigger than you. I know it's more difficult than you, but I know that if you start speaking to it, I need you to go ahead and start speaking and telling it what it has to do and what command it, what it needs to do in one spot or the other. You're going to look funny, Ezekiel. You're looking at a mountain, telling the mountain, listen up. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's like going to the, uh, the dam over here and telling the dam, listen up. Everybody's walking by, jogging, and they're saying, whoa, that guy lost it. He's on one. Does anybody know what I'm talking about in the house? Ezekiel had to stand there and said, listen up. He started to go ahead and prophesy. And then in Ezekiel uh, 36, 9, he says, Before I am, I will also turn unto you, and I will be, I will till the and, and snow. He said, I will multiply men upon you, all the house of Israel, even it all. He says, the cities, I'll give you men, I'll give you everything that you need. He says, this person, he said, I need you to prophesy. But when you start prophesying, you're going to go ahead and look at the elements. And even your own feelings and your own emotions will try to go against you. Because when you start speaking to the mountain, your, your feelings and your emotions will say, man, I wonder if it's going to move or not. As you are speaking. This is why you need to have faith in the Lord and say, devil, you're a liar. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. When God says, speak to the mountain, I need you to speak to the mountain because before in the past, the inhabitations of that mountain destroyed everything in that mountain. 
He said, but now I want Israel to get blessed. And before they get blessed, I need you to clear out all the stuff that's in that mountain. I need you to clear out some stuff that's going on inside of your heart and I need you to start prophesying and telling the mountain, hey, you got to get out. You got to get out of the place. I don't want this anymore. I want God's house to be God's house. I want the anointing to be God's anointing. I want my house to serve God with everything that we got. I am not turning back. The devil is a liar. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, make up your mind. He tells Ezekiel, turn and talk to the elements. You know, we can turn and talk to somebody. But when we start turning and talking to the elements, it goes against your feelings and your emotions. If God were to tell you, talk to that wall, you just turn around, talk to the wall. You know people are talking about you. Does anybody know what I'm talking about in the house? Your own feelings is like, man, what am I doing? Jesus said, this is why your feelings and emotions can't get involved when, God, when you start to prophesy. Because what you know by faith is going to come to pass. Not what you see, but what you know God is going to do. Come on, somebody. You know what we need? We're going to have a Holy Ghost uh, service, a healing service, I think in April. Uh, and I want God to do a tremendous, I want miracles to happen like never before. Miracles going to happen here today. Amen. You, if you're sick and afflicted, God's going to heal you. God's going to deliver you. God's going to, God's going to do something great. You don't have the Holy Ghost. God will fill you with the Holy Ghost here today. I'll tell you that right now. But I'm telling you that we need to see the power of God in our services and quit going with tradition and religion and keep going with the same thing over and over when you got to see the power of God move in your life. When you come ready to see God move, God will move. When you come ready to see the power of God happen in your life, God will move in your life and God will do something great in your heart. That's why you're supposed to bring somebody. Bring somebody. Hey, come on. I know God can heal you. God can deliver you. Your back hurts? Come on. Come on. Let's go to the house of the Lord. God's about to deliver you and set you free. God's about to do something great in your life. The spirit of expectation. When you get to the house of God, God's about to heal and deliver. Can't be religious. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, can't be religious. Can't be tradition. I come to see something happen in the power of the Holy Ghost. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? He says, I want you to speak to the elements. Then he says, speak to the mountains, speak to the rivers, speak to the valleys. I want you to speak to everything. Why? Because the enemy has already trapped everything with fear, anxiety, And I need you to clean house first. Get it out. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, get it out. Clean house first. 
I need you to go to the valleys. I need you to speak to the mountain. I need you to go to the rivers. All these, the spirit has, has kind of infiltrated and left some residue in their, in that place. And we got to get everything out. We can't just leave something back there. We got to get it all out so that we can start planning and putting a foundation where God wants us to build. We got to get everything out. We got, we can't stay with something. We got to remove it completely and let the devil soul. This is an eviction notice. You got to get out in the name of Jesus. You have no part in my house. You have no part in the church. You have no part in my husband, in my wife. You have no part. Can you say amen, church? Somebody got to get a boldness, a deep desire to get into God even more. You know, a conviction, a confidence that you're going to trust in the Lord. The three Hebrew children had a confidence that it didn't matter what they went through. They had a trust in the Lord. Even seeing the fiery, the furnace, seeing the flames, seeing the heat, looking at it and looking and saying, you know what? We're still not going to bow down. We're still not going to give in. I know you made it a law and I know you made it this and I know you made it that, but I'm not going to bow down. And if God doesn't come for me, I'm still going to hold on to the conviction. I'm still going to hold on to my commitment. I'm still going to hold on to my confidence. I'm still going to hold on to what God wants me to do. I need to stand in what God has called me for. The devil is a liar. I know God is your spirit. Speaking to somebody here today. He was teaching them a lesson. God was teaching the disciples a lesson. He said, when you start speaking it, it'll come to pass if you believe it. Some of you just speak it and don't even believe it. You got to speak it and believe it and it'll come to pass. So he was teaching them a lesson. And then when, when he had doubt... When Peter had doubt, oh my gosh, it's healed. Uh, it's dried up. I can't believe it. The elements obey Jesus. The elements obey everything around him. He, he spoke it. Demons received it. And they had to be obedient to Jesus. Everything around them. You, you got to start speaking life into your house, into your daughter, into your son. And you just got to say, you are the man of God. Pastor, they might be smoking. Pastor, they're smoking. They're drinking. They, go over there and tell them, you are the man of God that God has called you. I believe you're going to be preaching the word. I believe God's going to do something great. I'm here to tell you, you might look crazy looking at the mountain and telling it and commanding it and prophesying, but it's going to come to pass. Jesus will make it come to pass. This is where you get craziness. My mom is crazy. Can you say amen? My dad is crazy. He'll say it right in front of all my friends. He'll say, Jesus loves you, and he'll start praying for all my friends right there. Man, I get embarrassed. I get all messed up, all tore up. Don't you understand that your daddy is prophesying already, and they're already getting converted in their heart, their mind, their soul? I'm trying to tell you, your daddy, your mama's planting the seed, and she's prophesying already that it's going to come to pass. You might not like it. 
but God's doing something. Can you say amen, church? You got to understand that what he was doing was speaking to the atmosphere and to the plants, to the rivers, to the valleys. And he was telling all the valleys, we're, we're going to reach back, we're going to proclaim, and we're going to prophesy that this, this area is now God's area. It doesn't matter where you're at or what you've done. You start proclaiming what God is going to do in your life. If your daddy is sick, you can go ahead and pray for your daddy. I remember so clearly how I would have people come, receive the Holy Ghost, and they would bring their friends, and they would say, pray for them. And I would say, no, I'm not going to pray for them. I want you to pray for them. And I would put their, my hand, I would put their hand, I would put my hand on them, and they would put their hands on their friend. And by the time you know it, they started speaking in other tongues. And I'm telling you that God can use you for his honor and for his glory. That's why you need a leader that has influence inside of those teams. And you can go ahead and start becoming so powerful in those teams that have influence. And other people will lay hands on other people. And by the time you know it, you got a team that's so big that needs to be divided. And go ahead and start overcoming the world. And start overcoming Pacoima. Start overcoming the sound, uh, the valley. Start overcoming everything that's going around. You need to have a vision. Turn to your neighbor and tell them I had a vision. Ezekiel had a vision. The Lord was giving him, tell him, speak it. I need you to say it this way. Speaking to the elements. You see, you got you to gotta start speaking to the elements in order for you to get to graduate and start speaking to bones. Come on, somebody. You got to start speaking to stuff. That it's minor that you think I can do this. God's going to do something here. God's going to do there. So when you have a sickness there, you can say, hey, if God did it for the little thing, I know he can do it for this one. I know bones come together. I know right now, God, the skin starts coming together. The blood starts flowing. All of a sudden, there's life where you are speaking at. Can you say amen, church? Start speaking. Every demon has to move out of the way. Turn to your neighbor and tell them every demon got to get out. I don't think you understand how much power you have. You have so much power that you can change the atmosphere of your house. You can change the atmosphere at work. You have so much power that you can just go ahead and start worshiping God in the presence of God. And the Bible says God dwells in the midst of the praise of his people. And they'll start feeling the presence of the Lord at work. They'll start feeling the presence of God at the workplace. And they'll start feeling the presence of God at the house. As soon as they walk in, they say, man, it's different in here. I don't know. I just got out of prayer. I can feel the presence of God in the house. The anointing. I'm trying to tell somebody that you got to pray and get a hold of God and have faith like you never had before. A leader will change. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, you need a change. A leader will change and adjust to what God wants. He will change it. He will change the situation. 
I got this one, and then I'm out. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, he's almost out. Here we go. Here we go. The Lord had to take Moses to a place we had to change his heart and his mind. The Bible tells us that he grew up in the palace. So he can snap his fingers and have anything he wanted. Water, food, servants, ten servants. He had snap his fingers. That's called a chipilon. Oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. Mom! I'm hungry! It's called a chipilon. Lord, help me, Jesus. I'm not even going there. <laughs> the Bible tells us all of a sudden that God had to take him to a place. This is why, you know, chipilones get angry right away. They can't control their anger. Can I get an amen or a whoop whoop? Or... Lord, have mercy. Okay, here we go. This is why Moses killed the guy in a hot second. Can't control his anger. Made a hole, dug him in there. Vamonos, let's go. Everybody got it? In an impulse, boom, he just sprung, killed the guy, boom, buried him. Then he thought about what he did. Man, I messed up. <laughs> All of a sudden now, he goes to the backside of the desert and the thing that Egyptians despise is shepherds. And the Bible says he becomes a shepherd for Jethro. And the Bible says as he's there, God is speaking to him, dealing in his heart and in his mind to change him so that when God uses him, he doesn't go off with his attitude at Pharaoh. Oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. You see, God is trying to get you to a place so that you can change some stuff because the blessing of seeing somebody else up ahead that's going to change things in your life is about to happen in your heart and in your mind. God's about to use you to get to the place where you can talk to somebody that has change in your life and God starts to do something in your heart and your mind and God's about to take you to a place where you got to say and God's going to use you for his honor and his glory but you're going to have to do some stuff in the field first you got to get rid of some stuff in the back of the field first you're going to have to get intimate with God in the back of the field. And you're going to have to say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Ah, not the way I see it, but the way you see it be done. Ah, not the way that I think it should be, but the way that you should do it. Ah, I want to do it your way, God. I don't want to do it my way anymore. God takes him to the back. This is why God starts dealing with him. Because he goes up to Pharaoh, tells Pharaoh, let my people go. If he had the same attitude that he had before, he would have slapped him when he said no. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Turn to your neighbor and tell him, you need a change. Change is a good thing. <laughs> 
God wants to deal with you to change your attitude. Change your heart. Change your mind. He can't use a crazy... Forget it. He can use somebody that says, God, I'm, I'm messed up, but I want you to use me. I know, God, I messed up a little bit, but I'm going pro- to do some progress. I know I can change. I know I can move forward. I know I got this, and I know I got that. I can change it. I can change it. I know I can do it with the help of the Lord. I need somebody that has faith in God that's going to go to the next level. prophetic word turn to your neighbor and tell him use a prophetic word Jesus was teaching him a lesson and he says Jesus this is dried up the words that Jesus speaks is profound because he turns to him as he tells him the tree has dried up and he tells him have faith in God what does that have to do with the tree? The tree's dried up. He said, when you have faith, you can speak and it'll come to pass. Come on, somebody. Faith cometh by hearing and by hearing of the word of God. It doesn't come by hearing your commercial. It doesn't come by hearing the news. It doesn't come by hearing COVID and this Omatron. It comes by faith, comes by hearing, and by hearing of the Word of God. Come on, somebody. You can't get that same spirit that the world has. This is a different spirit. This is a different attitude. This is a different spirit in God. Can you say amen, church? God wants to take us to the next level of faith. Stuff you don't feel, you just know it's going to happen. Anybody know what I'm talking about in the house? When I told that lady, let's all stand. When I told the lady, God's going to heal you. You know the voice in the back of my head said, I don't know. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Everybody been there? Where you, I know God's going to do it. And in the back of your mind, you think, let's hope. Let's hope that it happens. Anybody know what I'm talking about? If you've been there, say amen. Okay, listen. That's supposed to happen. And I'm going to tell you why. Because your flesh and your spirit are constantly war of one another. So it's always trying to put you down right in the middle before a miracle happens. It's supposed to go against you. It says there's constantly war, flesh, and spirits constantly going against one another. It's never going to sit together and say, hey, how can I get a soda? Can I get a coffee? It's never going to agree. They're always at one another. So you either have to get on the spiritual side, you got to get on the spiritual side, or the carnal side. Everybody with me so far? Okay. Let me explain. So a person that walks in the spirit shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Person that walks in the spirit. Person that walks in the carnality 
All they think about is how people do them wrong. How this one, my dad did this, my mom did that, they did this, they burned me here, they're doing this, everything. Bitterness gets a hold of you where you don't even listen to the word of God anymore. Can you say amen, church? You're here in church, but you're not here in church. Can you say amen? Listen to me. God wants to take us to the next level. Next level. I told this one person in, in the, uh, I went to go preach in Ventura. And this young girl, this little girl comes, she's 12 years old, and she came to the front. She said, one of my eyes, I can't see out of one of my eyes. I said, close the other good eye. And I said, I'm going to pray for your eye, and God's going to heal you. You're going to be able to see. And uh, as she prayed, well, we prayed for her. She closed the good eye. She opened her eye, and she said, I still cannot see. I said, okay. Do you know how much the devil attacked me? In that one spot. And, I said, and even when he started attacking me, I started to go ahead and say, you know what? My faith has to rise even higher. Some people get attacked in their faith and their faith diminishes. But your faith has to rise to the next level. <clears throat> I told her, no, no, no. I'm going to pray for you again and God is going to heal you. She covered the good eye. She, we started praying for her eye. She opened her eyes. She said, I can see you. She said, I can see. I can see you. I can see my mom. She turned to her mom. She said, I can see my mom. She said, oh, my God, I can see God has healed me. I'm here to tell you that the God of glory that you serve can heal, can deliver, can set free. Don't ever be influenced by the world. Don't ever be influenced by the news. Don't ever be influenced of what's happening in the world today. The church has to go on no matter what happens. The church has to continue to exercise faith and the power and the miracle of God. How many want to exercise faith here today? I said, how many want to exercise faith here today? Come on, how many want to exercise faith here today? We're going to profess it here today that you got to...